Hello there guys, what is going on? Daniel Childs back here again for another edition of Let's Talk Chelsea. Hope you're doing well and keeping safe on this Thursday. It's almost Christmas and as you can see, I have got a Christmas jumper on, but it's slight blasphemy to be wearing red if you are watching on my YouTube channel. It's, it's not any of the rivals, it's not England, it is Deadpool, which is why I can probably get away with it. I was looking at Chelsea Christmas jumpers, I was, and that would probably be more appropriate. Uh, but I just thought they were overpriced and they didn't have good designs. And we're nearly at Christmas, so I want to make use of the money I invested on this Deadpool Christmas jumper uh, for this year. So hopefully I can get away with it, even if it is a little bit of blasphemy wearing red on a Chelsea channel. Um, but, you know, it is Deadpool, so I think I can get away with it. Maybe next year, hit that like button if you'd like to see a Son of Chelsea Christmas jumper for 2023. Let's get the likes up for that and, and maybe we can make it happen. But uh, today's news video signings, new signings for 2023. Um, two players who we have spoken about on the channel before, David Datro for Fana and, of course, Andre Santos. Two players that I think are exciting a lot of people, particularly Andre Santos as kind of a Brazilian wonder kid. Endrick got away from us recently from Palmeiras, but Santos looks like he's going to become a Chelsea player. And looking at both of those deals, as I say, look like they're going to be done for 2023 and to see how both of those players are going to be used as we move into January are either of them going to come into the first team and their development and their future prospects at Stanford Bridge we'll go into that too before we do get into the news and there was one other thing as well Carney Chukwemeka apparently has been impressing and um, this also I think this video today this this show today at the end is going to kind of act as a bit of a preview for the Bournemouth game because based on the time based on being quite busy before Christmas this is probably going to be the closest thing to a team selector it just kind of hasn't worked out unfortunately so I'll give you my thoughts on the game and the sort of team that I think may appear it's a bit like pre-season isn't it when you go into the first game of the season and you're not quite sure who's going to start so to try and give a accurate starting 11 is probably going to be very difficult for a lot of us but we'll go into that too if you are listening on the podcast thank you so much for tuning in son of chelsea is a part of the 90 minute podcast network and i do want to say uh, that on the podcast feed right now you can go and check it out link in the description box below if you're watching on youtube or if you're listening to this show on the podcast as well thank you so much uh, you can find the episode quite easily it's, it's the previous one to this uh, 2022 in review we're going to we we look at chelsea the mental year that was 2022 the most insane year supporting Chelsea in my life uh, we started the Romelu Lukaku interview at the start of January we actually broke just before the start of 2022 but obviously bled into the year and then we move into the Club World Cup the the announcement from Romelu Bramovic that he's going to sell the sanctions the takeover an insane summer uh, cup finals Thomas Tuchel being sacked uh, Graham Potter arriving and then kind of looking ahead to what 2023 could be so it's it's 34 35 minutes of me just talking about the year reflecting on it giving you my thoughts so please go and check it out and, and hopefully you can have some positive feedback or just feedback if you want to see that kind of format of me just solo talking for that uh, amount of time if you can deal with it and hopefully it's it's a nice podcast for you to listen to as we get closer to the end of the year and as well regarding 90 min I was on the big fans preview uh, on the 90 minute YouTube channel this morning actually it's been a busy day uh, I was on there earlier today just uh, previewing the season with uh, Scott Saunders Harry Simi was the host uh, Boovy was on there Grizz was on there and of course we were talking about our different clubs Liverpool Man United Man City uh, Chelsea and Arsenal and kind of thinking ahead to what's going to happen and, and, and sort of a state of play in a sense for the Premier League as we as we get close to return so all of that good stuff go and check it out but let's look at the news uh, so the big one this morning, the first of two transfer stories regarding Chelsea today, 
uh, exclusive from Fabrizio Romano, David Datro for Fana to Chelsea, done deal. And here we go. There's four agreement between all parties. Deal has been sealed. Apparently his medical test uh, took place today in London on his birthday. So happy birthday to David Datro for Fana. Born in 2002, the Ivorian striker will join Chelsea from Mould for a 12 million euro fee for so around 10 million as we, as we spoke about last week. And I do want to shout out as well, CFC Central, a great account for analysis regarding Chelsea. And I spoke about him last week. He's released his scout report on David Datrofafana, a player that barely any of us knew before he started being linked to Chelsea last week. I'm sure let's just be honest about it. And he really has done the hard yards, put in the hard work to to sort of describe what the player is, his strengths, what he could bring to Chelsea. Definitely go and check out his work. His scout report, not only of Afana, but he's done a lot of great work. And of course, he features on the London is Blue pod. Alex Goldberg will get him on this podcast, I'm sure, at some point. So definitely go and support his work because I think he deserves it. So David Afana, what is going to happen with him as we head into January? There is a line of thinking that you send him out alone instantly as a young player who's been playing consistently for Mould, you know, to come into Chelsea and instantly be on the bench probably may not be the best thing for him but with Amanda Breuer's injury and kind of that pressure on Chelsea to sign someone else in January could Fafana become a wild card quite a raw option for Chelsea and for Graham Potter in the second half of this season and you bring him in and you do start to develop him at Chelsea rather than sending him out somewhere and then you have to go and buy someone else and probably for a larger expense can we start developing him in the first team on our own uh, I know some people, of course, will be looking at other players in, in January, but I think there are other areas Chelsea should be investing in personally. Midfield and the right side of the defence is, for me, the top two, particularly central midfield. Um, so if you can bring in Fafana, you've already done one of those, haven't you? And you could maybe bring him in, play FA Cup games. We'll see. I mean, I, I know that every player's development is different. And to chuck him into, you have to understand for a young player, being brought into this Chelsea environment with the pressure, the expectation being stepped up another level, really a big a big jump, isn't it? Because when you come to Chelsea, um, even if you are seen as a young player, there is an expectation. And particularly as a centre forward at Chelsea, when we've been crying out for consistency in that area, I think it's it's a massive ask. So there is a psychological and I think cultural thing to it as well. It's not just, you know, FIFA let's just bring a talented player in and they're all going to do well and, and we start playing them that I'm sure there is that character part of him but we will see I think that it's nice to have that is it fair to say insurance policy of Fafana but that there is absolutely that option there and I think that he could turn out to be something as I say raw just a different option we don't have that raw option in Breuer could Fafana be that for the second half of the season let me know in the comments below the other player today Andre Santos um, apparently Chelsea, as I say, getting close to a deal. This was an exclusive uh, from Lucas Pedrosa last night. Uh, Chelsea are going to sign Andre Santos for around 20 million, apparently. Um, similar fee, actually, to what we signed Carney Chukameka, another midfielder from Aston Villa uh, last summer. And apparently have beaten out Man City, beaten out Newcastle, beaten out other teams. It's a, it's a big coup for Chelsea, it really is. And for Santos, I know people are really excited about him and you know, when you think about central midfield, as we spoke about, Santos is not a defensive midfielder from everything, from people who've watched him, from reading scout reports about him. He is a box-to-box midfielder, but he is someone who quite clearly at a young age has already has a physicality and attributes and confidence on the pitch to really make an impact where it, where it counts and where it matters, which is in the centre of the park. Midfield is such a crucial area. So the hope is we have signed in some ways the midfield you know equivalent to say 
Endrick, but also maybe Vinicius Jr. You know, that that is why Chelsea and other clubs are going in for talents like this. And uh, it's big news. I'm not quite sure. Andre Santos, of course, has been playing a bit of first-team football, but he's still extremely young. And like I said with Fafana, I get the sense that, you know, because of the price with Carnage Kameka has been brought up into the first-team squad and has played some first-team minutes for Graham Potter. Um, it, you know, you're not completely averse to that. And maybe you're thinking politically, you know, do you bring him in instantly? You can't just exactly take a 20 million player. Do you throw him, you know, into the academy where he's playing in games uh, where maybe he deserves to play at a high level? Do you send him out on loan to somewhere in Europe? So again, curious, but people should be excited. And it's and it's big for Chelsea. And it just consistently shows the the intention of buying these young players. What is the plan with all these young players? And as I said, with Christopher Nkunku, a player who is absolutely going to be a first-team player for Chelsea in 2023, uh, very different situation. But what is the plan with these players? What is the plan when we bring them in? What is their development path? Are they going to get cluttered? Are they going to get overawed by the situation? Do Chelsea know the progression in these areas? Because it's all right sweeping up all these players because we have the ability to do so and the finances to do so. Uh, but what you don't want is it to become a bit of a mess where... You know, some of these players can't be developed properly. They get lost in the pack. And sure, some of that is is bring, being in the Chelsea environment and having to sort of swim and prove themselves. It's not like just a gimme you're going to get into the first team. Like the academy players have to prove themselves. These players have to prove themselves as well. Um, but I really hope there is a, there is a strategy behind this because, as I say, it's it's you can you can absolutely see the vision 2030. You can see the the idea behind acquiring these young players and, and what it could become for Chelsea self-sustainably as well in the future. Um, but I think then you just don't want it to be another sort of sort of a different version to what we were doing before in terms of being cluttered in the transfer market. But with younger players, we will see. Uh, let me know your opinions on both players and uh, particularly Santos in the comments below. But the final thing to speak about today is, is just this tweet actually from uh, Bobby Vincent, who I've been working with at Football London. Uh, understand Graham Potter has been really impressed with Carney Chukomeka over the World Cup break. 19-year-old has featured three times for Chelsea so far this season, but could save the club's millions in the January transfer window. He wrote a piece on Chukomeka and what he could add. And obviously it's really benefited him. You know, one of these players who didn't go to the World Cup, who's going to be in, in front of Graham Potter for an extended period of time. And you know, it was exciting to see him play against Brentford. He firstly came off the bench against uh, Wolves, but, you know, getting the trust against Brentford and Man United to play those games and, and probably would have started the Man City game if he didn't get injured. Unfortunately, that was a really bad time to get injured. Uh, that I think that would have been a game he was, he was eyeing up, but we will see whether he features against uh, Bournemouth because although we have a lot of these players back, um, it's, it's those fitness levels, right? And, and what you don't want is throwing players full speed ahead into a game that yeah Chelsea need to win but it's a bit like that preseason thing are you going to go with players who actually trust a bit more who you know have been building up that fitness over a period of time I mean Chukameka did have an injury heading into the World Cup so we'll see how he recovers there but he if he's been impressing um, he could become a bit of a bonus player this year he really could and, and again in such a key area we've seen Lewis Hall promoted to the first team uh, hopefully Amari Hutchinson sticks around the players we've just been speaking about who could be added to the squad in January uh, I, I think he's curious just on the Bournemouth game, um, I said this at the end of my year review, and you know I do have my concerns about the mood at Stamford Bridge on Tuesday before a ball's been kicked. Uh, I'm just gauging stuff on social media, and just you know that that is the the which is a bad gauge, obviously. But you know, I, people who I know go to games frequently. It's not just you know uh, faceless accounts, and I really do hope the there is an excitement to see Chelsea back in action. The team have to prove that on the pitch. They have to put out a performance that is encouraging. That is 
progressive that does go for the throats of Bournemouth and does show enough intent um, that Chelsea can win the game. I think we've got the quality, obviously, to win the game because we desperately need a boost of, of optimism and belief. Uh, that's not all going to come after one game. I don't think Chelsea winning convincingly against Bournemouth is going to completely eradicate all the doubts. People will just turn around and go, it's Bournemouth. But for Chelsea, for Graham Potter particularly, it's it's about going out there and I think showing some of those things that he showed in the first nine games as Chelsea head coach where you know he's putting players in interesting positions or there was just a sense that Chelsea were being a bit more varied in attack. We were being a bit more direct when we got on the ball. We were getting number of players inside the box and that was helping our chances in creating good opportunities uh, against the the opposing team and I want to see some of that again um, you can't expect things to just click into gear and be perfect from the off it's, it's trying to find that rhythm again and, and how all of this you know off time you know with the World Cup has, has impacted things but you know if Chelsea can start winning games when get six points before the Man City game I think it would be laughing, right? It it would be the perfect start. And I think their two games, Chelsea should be going out there trying to turn the mood of Chelsea. That's what Chelsea need to do so quickly to sort of kickstart this season. In terms of a team, it'd be lovely to see Reese James start. Obviously, Fafana being injured is, is a massive blow because he would have been one of those players I would have been looking at. I think Marco Carrera will probably be starting. I'd suggest Edward Mendy's probably going to start in goal. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, Jorginho. Um, those players who either didn't go to the World Cup or I think got eliminated early will probably start this game. I think Kai Havertz may start as the number nine or you could see a front three of uh, Kai Havertz, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. I would love to see Lewis Hall start in some capacity, whether he's as a left wing back or in a midfield free. Graham Potter started a 4-3-3 against Aston Villa, but that was very much an academy team. Uh, we're not quite sure what the formation was against Brentford. I'd be more curious to see that one uh, that he used and whether he's going to go back to the 3-4-2-1 the or, or something like that, 3-5-2. We will see. The 4-3-3 I, I do love, but we will see how that all shakes out. But I just hope it's a good performance and it be wonderful heading into the, the final game of 2022 which has been such a difficult year for Chelsea for a number of reasons it'd be wonderful to to end the year on a high uh, and kind of bookmark it and say we've won let's move in a positive direction for 2023 let me know your thoughts uh, thank you guys for tuning in thank you guys for watching follow me on twitter at son of chelsea follow me on tiktok at son of chelsea as well and i will see you again very soon all the best mm -hmm.